Today, we talk about... Welcome back, guys. Episode whatever. I forget. Uh, we're still editing. Um, Chris, introduce yourself. My name is Chris Scherr. Chris Scherr. So, um, comedian I've met around the circuit, right? Yeah. And uh, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. I have this little gag I do here. Candy cigarettes. That, uh, I use as like a prop, but would you like one? <laughs> Trying to quit. Some running gag on here. Um, yeah, I just, I enjoy the idea of um, having something that's like cool to put in your mouth, but it's not unhealthy for you. Yeah, I smoked for four years. So oh, did I you? just gave up on the unhealthy part. Got it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I just feel cooler just, you know, doing this whole thing. Oh, no, it's definitely the coolest thing to do. Yeah, right. But <laughs> maybe not anymore. Everyone just kind of thinks you're a jackass if you're smoking. Fair. But... I'm surprised it took that long to figure out, but um, but yeah. So um, why don't you tell us uh, when you saw? I'll, we'll do a little intro with you, and then we can just see where this takes us. Um, you've been doing comedy for how long now? Uh, well, I started junior year of college. Okay. Then I kind of did it not very much, and then I got back to the city in the summer. Started doing. I did it every this summer. Week. No, it was last summer. Last summer, okay. And I did it every week. And then went back to school senior year, didn't do it as much. Then when I got back this summer, I've just been going on it nonstop. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I haven't seen you like fucking everywhere, right? Um, and then um, something that uh, is interesting about you, obviously, is this whole transitioning thing you're doing. Yeah, so... It, is that cool to talk about? Yeah, no. All right, cool. So I pretty much... When I first... I, I'm starting... I started transitioning basically this summer... And it's kind of gone hand in hand with doing stand up okay. a whole bunch. Got it. And it was really weird because for the longest time, I always be- I was like, you can't be trans and be a stand up comedian. Like, it's just not going to work out. Someone told you that, or you thought? No, I just got it in my head. Got it. Just horrible self hate <laughs> and everything. I would argue uh, you're the perfect demographic for the current climate, right? Yeah, no, it's worked out perfectly. I mean, 90% of my routine right now is about being trans. Right. But and so, just to clarify for the audience, um, so you start out as a dude, yeah, and you're transitioning into a dudette, yeah, essentially, right? Okay. Um, and what's like the? I always like to ask because I've had. So I'm a doctor. I've had uh, transgender patients, but it's always awkward. Like, so what do I call you? Is it a he? Is it a she? Is it a she? Is it what? So like, can you clarify for us like how we're supposed to approach this addressing of you? Just, Not just you specifically, but yeah, like no, trans just, in general. Like, I mean, just come out and ask. Okay. No, no trans person is going to be like, "Oh my god, did you they just asked. ask how to <laughs> how to correctly refer to me?" Right. Like, no, it just come out and ask. Be like, "What's your pronouns?" Uh, she, her. She, her. Okay, got it. But uh, then I found it because when I started coming out to people, like I hadn't even reached that point yet where I started worrying about pronouns. I was like, I'm just, I'm trying to get a grasp on everything. Mm-hmm. And so everyone immediately was like, so what, what pronoun should we use? I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit yet. I'm just kind of happy that you don't hate me. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you're uh, willing to talk to me. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely been there. Uh, is, this, is this a new, th- not new, but like, so when you started this whole transition process, you told me it was, it's like a three-year thing? Three years, like the process, but it pretty much goes on your whole life. Fair, okay. And when did you first start having the thought of like, yeah, I think this is what I want to do? Well, I mean, I started cross-dressing when I was five. Got it. And then that steadily just kept happening as I got older. And then I kind of wrote it off as a sex thing where I'd jerk off while I cross-dressed. <laughs> so then it became very shameful. And then as I got to college, I started like 
being trans started becoming a lot more known. Okay. And I started thinking of myself in that term. And then junior year, I came out to my mom. And then that kind of jump-started the whole process. And then I started hormone therapy last summer. So. Right, yeah. I remember some of your jokes about that. Um, so is that like, uh, how does that, is that a complicated process that we should get into? Or is that like a simple I mean, thing just, you can break down? I just take spiralactin and estradiol, which is a testosterone blocker and an right. estrogen. Enhancer? Yeah. Got it. So, um, so you, and is that like a daily pill you got to take? Like what's oh, yeah, the... two times a day. Two times a day, okay. And um, is there any, what's, what's been like the biggest drawback to this whole process that you've been going through? If you had to pick one thing or two. I don't know, it throws sex into a really weird light. Fair, that's fair. Because yeah. you, you go from being this in the system where it's like, there's men who fuck men, or right. men who fuck women, men who fuck men, women who fuck women. Right. But now it's like, well, there's women who want to fuck women, but they don't want to dick. So it, it's hard to break into that area, right, and then there's right. a lot of gays or guys who are like, I want to fuck a real man, not a trans woman, and then there's just all straight dudes who are like, well, if you fuck something with a dick, then it's gay, <laughs> and it, I don't know, I think that's like such a ridiculous idea. Well, I'm sure you would, but I, I, I'm sure you can understand why certain people think that way, right? I mean, like, it's, it's anal, like every <laughs> time, like if you're really looking for anal, go after a trans woman. Huh, yeah, that's fair. Or ass pussy, as they say. Yeah, right? ass pussy. <laughs> I love, uh, I don't know if you've seen um, Giannis Pappas. You know the comedian Giannis Pappas? No. He, um, he like, went viral years ago for this um, Mauricia clip where he plays this character of a transgender Puerto Rican lady from the Bronx, I would say. And it's just, like, hilarious. Like, he's using the whole accent, tasse, ass pussy, like, this whole thing. It was hilarious. So I highly recommend you guys check it out. Um, He's a super funny comedian, actually. And he actually does his own podcast, like a history podcast. It's got, like, a history bent to it. But, um, but uh, yeah, this is definitely more free-flowing. Kind of like your sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just, is I'm this... figuring that shit out. I was going to... That's where I wanted to segue to. Is this still something you're figuring out, like, um, what am I into sexually? Is that, like, a constant debate you're having with yourself? Like, I'm, I know I'm into women, and... I haven't had sex with a guy yet, okay. and I want to, uh -huh. and that's where I'm at pretty much. Gotcha. Like, I can't really, like, I could go into and I'd have sex with a guy, and I'm like, that was terrible. I didn't like any part of that. Is um, there a dating app for this kind of thing? Not really. No, okay. They're like, I'm on one called Field, and it it hasn't worked out, <laughs> to be honest. They're not happily married ever after. Um, do you feel like it's better to be in a big city with the state you are undergoing? Oh, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, New York might be one of the most trans-accepting cities, most in part just because no one gives a shit about you. <laughs> like, That's fair. I've noticed that. Yeah. Like, I, I come from a small town in Connecticut, okay. and as soon as someone found out I was transitioning, everybody knew I was transitioning. Right. And so then people weirdly give a shit, and they don't give a shit, and it... It's confusing. They you walk opinions. around New York and everyone's like, oh yeah, it looks like a dude in a dress. I've seen that four times. <laughs> Who the fuck Fair. cares? Yeah, especially in this area, right? Um, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've noticed that too with anything in life really, but that small town feel or like that niche thing you're in, like for, for me in a hospital, like the, once someone breaks up or once someone does something crazy, everyone knows about it. It's just like, just accept it. It's just like what it is. Um, but I do like that about the city is like, you're just a person. Like, fuck you, right? Like, 
you could be a serial killer and probably be like, oh, I don't, I don't fucking care. He didn't, kill, <laughs> he didn't kill me. Yeah, I don't right. go yeah, with exactly. it. <laughs> um, and then how do you feel like that's bringing it back to stand up? Do you feel like that's, um, it sounds like it's helped you out, but do you, do you ever get that sense with your joke sometimes? Like if it's not connecting, it's not because people don't give a shit. It's maybe because they just don't find you funny. Right. Yeah. That can, that can be a very brutal part of doing stand up, especially because I kind of lay myself out on the line. And sometimes when a, a joke just bombs completely, like it feels very personal, <laughs> but it's not really that big a thing. It's not holding you back. No. Okay. Um, Cause everybody bombs. Like that's kind yeah. of the point of con, especially open mics. Yes. Like everybody bombs. Yeah. And miserable. if they're not bombing, then they should probably be getting one stage further. They need to move up a bit. Right. Right. Have you been doing any shows? Uh, no, not, no, really. not yet. Okay. Not since December. Gotcha. Um, and then you were mentioning just off the air about um, uh, doing uh, LGBT friendly type of mics and stuff. Are there a lot of those? Uh, yeah, there's there's a good amount. Okay. You might be able to hit one every day in a week. Really? Okay. But it no, it's for it's absurd how much more supportive and energetic a all ladies or LGBT mic is than just your standard open mic. I'm not surprised. It makes kind of straight cis dudes just seem like dicks. Assholes. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I could definitely see that being the case. Um, do you... Do, what, do you feel like that audience is purely LGBTQ? Or do you see a fair mix of like straight men, straight women, trans, LGBT, whatever? Like it's what's the mix. demographic it's mix? It's a decent mix. Okay. Probably majority LGBT. Mostly gay and lesbian people. Got it. But would I fit in there? Yeah, you'd fit in fine. You think so? All right, yeah. cool, dope. You might get hit on a bit. <laughs> I honestly, I used to have this um, fantasy of not fantasy. Fantasy is probably the wrong word, but I used to, <laughs> I used to have this uh, like thought in my head like oh dude how dope would it be to go to a gay bar and just get hit on by guys right because i never felt the love if you will from women because with women it's they don't hit on men at least not classically that's not like an overwhelming thing people do as opposed to like with men you get this whole cat calling culture um but like, i felt like with gay dudes especially it would be like not only are they into dudes but like they're also dudes so they would have no shame like approaching me and hitting on me but i never got that sense the two gay bars i've ever stepped foot in but I don't know, yeah, just... I think they could pick you out. You think so? <laughs> no, it, it, to be on the other side of the whole cat calling culture is fucking weird, though. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about this. Like, so. like I drive Uber at night, right, yep. and as it gets darker and later and people are more drunk, I start to pass a lot more, which is really... Pass, pass for a woman. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the worst possible situation to pass, just because, like, I had a group of Chechnyan dudes get into my car... And immediately they started acting creepy. Like one guy started like rubbing my arm and shit, and then the other one pointed at my fingernails, and he's like, "Oh, like pain in fingernails. I got you. Like, I get it." <laughs> and then that guy asked me to take him to a second place after I dropped him off, and I was like, "No, man. Like this is gonna end badly for me. Yeah, I can have, already uh, tell." Have my limit, yeah. But I ended up speeding away and realizing it's a dead end street, and then having to floor it past him. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't like step in front of the car. Like 
Oh, you don't looked, want it that bad? It looked like he was about to. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to kill someone. Like, fuck, this is so lame. It, right? I was just trying to make like a hundred bucks and yeah. now I'm going to murder. How often is this happening when you're Ubering? Uh, or is it just on like major holidays like St. Patty's Day? Like, It it depends. Uh, I haven't had anything that bad be, happen yet. But people getting really fucked up in the state, that happens every single night. Gotcha. Just where I, I drive until 2 a.m. And as soon as people, like la- two Saturdays ago, that day, first day that was super nice out, uh-huh. everyone date drank all day. Right, 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 right. And so I was driving around some of the most fucked up people I've ever seen in my life. Like, I heard this couple get into an argument and the guy dropped a Game of Thrones reference to prove his point favorite ride I've ever given <laughs> just favorite guy Jesus. like but uh no like there's a shooting in Stanford Connecticut okay that I happen to drive by and there's like 90 cops out and it I don't know fucked up people I'm just I'm starting to hate them so much <laughs> yeah uh, I'm sure you see a very eclectic group of folks when you're Ubering especially when alcohol is involved like I can only imagine um you ever have people like uh, throw up in the car? No, not yet. No, okay, that's good. I although I love my car, but you get that two hundred. I can I can get my car clean for fifty dollars. They you charge two hundred when someone pukes in your car. Oh really? Yeah. So, huh. it, I wouldn't, so maybe you should feed them like um, I don't know Ipecac or something like little uh, vomit pills and hey here's some mints right. <laughs> well, I was driving around these drunk teenagers from Greenwich, and I was just. Like, Greenwich is the suburbs, and there's all these long, windy roads. In Connecticut, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was just hitting these turns going 45, and I'm like, I'm going to make one of these assholes. <laughs> like, I want to end my night right now so badly. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't think I've ever seen someone vomit in a cab, let alone an Uber. But uh, the kind of conversations I've heard in, like, these Uber pools is just like, what is going on here? But it's usually, like, a quiet ride. Do you do a lot of Uber pools as well? Or? No, there's no Uber pool in Connecticut. Or even here? Well, I don't. You can't. If you're from Connecticut, you can't drive in the city. Really? Yeah. For Uber, you mean? Yeah. It's fucked up. What? Yeah. I don't, I don't know the exact law. I'm not sure if it's New York State or just the city. Huh. But yeah, I think it has to do with a recent law they passed where... What? So, whatever. Um, so, how often are you Ubering in Connecticut? Oh, I try to do it at least once a week. Once a week? So, you're out in Connecticut once a week? Well, I live there. Really? You don't even live in the city? No. Huh. I commute to the city to do stand-up. Interesting. Got it, got it, got it. Wow. Okay. That's got to be a bitch of a commute. Ah, uh, size 45 minutes. With what, uh, MTA or? Yeah, train. Okay. Huh. Or Metro North or whatever? Yeah. Okay. I just chill in the, listen to Howard Stern, read a book. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, yikes. I used to have a, a commute, but I had to drive, which was the shittiest part. And I would have to drive like 50 minutes, 50, 5 um, to work. And in some cases on the way back, depending on what time I got out, like if it was rush hour, it taking like an hour to get home. And I'm driving, which sucks. I hate driving. Oh, see, I love driving. I don't get why people, he loves driving too. I don't understand why people love driving. I used to do these, I went to school in Denver, and so I would drive from Connecticut to Denver and back two times a year. Jesus Christ. And I would just sit in the car and listen, listen to so much house music. I'd smoke like three packs of cigarettes in two days. I fucking love 
Wow. I loved it But so wouldn't it be much. dope to have that experience without the driving part of it? No, it'd be weird. Because I just... <laughs> I, like, so, what, if I was sitting in this apartment... No, no, I don't mean, like, just sitting around, but I mean, like, what if someone was driving you, for example, or oh, if you were no. on a train, or... It's, it's like the focus. Huh. It's having to do something that's kind of there, so you stay focused the whole time. And so you don't fall asleep. You're in, like, okay. a flow state, almost. I see, I see. Yeah, I'm still not in. <laughs> yeah, no, <you're... laughs> I'm skipping that. <laughs> I love the idea of just, like, being on the train or a bus or whatever, someone else is doing all the hard work, and I'm just doing literally whatever I want. I don't have to look up. Blah, blah, blah. That's just my thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I write a lot of jokes on those drives. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can can see that being a thing, yeah. Although, they're, like, that that was sort of the manifestation of being trans is I would cross-dress on those drives. Mm -hmm. So, like, and I'd pretty much go through the entirety of the South, which that was the only part I didn't really, because I'd have to get out and go to the bathroom, and that was always a nightmare, because I'd be like, I'm in a rest stop in the middle of fucking Kansas, like. They could rape me, murder me, bury me in the middle of a farm. No one would ever find me. Yeah, that's a fair point. But I made it. Let me see. I want to transition that into something else. (laughs) Oh, I'm so good. Um, (laughs) Fuck, I crack myself up all the time. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Hey, sometimes that's how it works at these open mics, right? Um, You got to laugh at yourself. What? (laughs) What? You can interrupt. I don't give a fuck. You can join us if you want. <laughs> no, I'm good. What'd you say? I'm getting tight. I gotta be the computer. I just got body. Um, I forgot what I said. No, he said that that's not how they're supposed oh, yeah, to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to laugh at your own jokes. Okay, uh, let me get your opinion on that because my opinion is, so you know how some people, at least I've heard people be like, oh, this comedian is laughing at his own jokes. He's breaking like. This is so unprofessional. It's like, you're only good at this if you're not laughing at your own jokes. I've always thought that was ridiculous. Like, if I can't laugh at my own jokes, how the fuck can I expect you to laugh at my jokes? Yeah, it, uh, there's a, there's a really fine line where it's like, you can be enjoying your own jokes to the point that the audience says, like, yeah, no, like, these are good jokes. He's having fun telling them. I'm listening and having to enjoy them. But then there's a person who can't get their jokes out because they think they're that funny and they're mm. not that funny. I see. And they're just, like, I've had a set like this where I, I, I'll go up and I'll be like, I'll say something and it won't be that funny, but it'll hit me just in that wrong way where I'll just start cracking up and I won't be able to do the joke all the way through. But, no, I think you should be able to laugh at your own jokes. Like, that's usually a sign that I've hit something good. Right, right. Where if I start ad-libbing, like, one, I was doing a joke about Adderall once and how it just gives you pure butt sweats. Okay. And I just improvised on stage and came up with the term clear diarrhea. Mm. And I laughed for probably the rest of the set. Because <laughs> clear diarrhea might be my favorite term ever. Huh. I think diarrhea is always funny and the idea that it's clear is even better. It's but, always funny unless you're doing it for work, like me. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> clear diarrhea. That's hilarious. Um, actually, we look for clear diarrhea when we're doing colonoscopies. We want your shit clear so that I can actually look inside and see all the walls and be able to see shit. Hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm kind of in a, in a rough place with the uh, with the puns because uh, there's so many butt puns. Oh yeah, no. And Just I embrace it. Yeah, but I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like. It's, uh, it's, it's just, it's obviously hacky, but it works typically, especially with non-comedians. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a little rough spot for me, but anyway. Um, 
what's the other thing I wanted to mention too? Oh, yeah, I, I only bring that up too because, like, I'll be that asshole that uh, likes his own Facebook posts or like likes his own Instagram posts, the pictures, and I'm just like, when people, I can see you finding it corny, but for you to feel the need to call me out on it is just like, what else? Like, okay. Has that happened to you? All the time, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dude, you like your own comment? It's like, yeah, it's helping my engagement, I think, based on the algorithm, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't see the big deal. No, too wrong with it. <laughs> I think it's just people with too much time on their hands. Um, let's see, what else did I want to ask you about? Um, clothing. How does clothing work for you? Because you have a very personal style, I would say. Um, but it's not like in my head, if I were to picture a transgender person, I wouldn't have a particular idea of what that looks like style-wise. So like, can you describe your personal style? And if it's influenced by anything or like where it comes from? I just is? wear what I like. Okay. That's... You shop specific places? Uh, Amazon. Okay. I buy, I bought a lot of stuff. Amazon is kind of the place where I figured out how women's sizing works and everything. Oh, okay. But pretty much any time I see something that I like, I'll try to get it. But I don't really have a style or anything. Gotcha. Are you like a thrift store type of person? Yeah, like I enjoy thrift stores. Okay. Um, and then is there anything you won't wear? Is this like, nah, man, I'm staying away from this. Onesies or jumpers or I don't know. I shouldn't wear jumpers or rompers because they're romper. a bitch to go to the bathroom with. You just got to pull your tits out in the middle of the bathroom. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Like, but no, I love a good romper or jumper. All right. But, uh, nah, things I wouldn't. A suit. Would you ever find yourself in a suit? I, I to be honest, I like a good suit. Okay. I don't really wear them anymore. I've gotten, I don't have a job right okay. now. <laughs> you don't dress up for the Uber ride? No, no. definitely not. <laughs> I, I've been dressing pretty casually lately. I've just been comfy pants with just mostly comfortable. Yeah, you seem to have like all these, these baggy materials, which I'm like, yeah, this looks like the most fucking comfortable shit I've ever seen. That's what I get a lot. Everyone's just like, oh my God, your clothes look comfortable. <laughs> Like, 90% of the time, they're like, yeah, I wish I was wearing that instead of these. On. But 10% of them, they're like, oh, yeah, you don't care about how you look at all. Like, oh, it's just comfortable clothing. Yeah, it's, there's something to be said about just being comfortable with yourself, right? Because, um, and I'm sure you still struggle with this. Everyone struggles with this. Um, but I, I'll never forget, I had a friend who lives in Brooklyn. He's a poet. And he was having some people over, and he invited me over. And just before then, I post a lot on Instagram, as I'm sure you've noticed. So, and it's always like this crazy, cringy shit to most people. But I don't give a shit. I'm just so comfortable with who I am and what I find funny that uh, you know I just post it. And uh, one day I posted like maybe like eight, nine pictures. And like by the ninth one, my friend who invited me over just like commented, "Dude, we got to talk about curated content, okay?" Because <laughs> he's one of those like artist types. Like you don't put out your first draft. You don't, you know, whatever. So. Um, so I go over to his house and he's got these people there that I've never met before. And I'm telling him like, dude, I know you were teasing me earlier about the whole curated content, but I need you to understand like I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable with the flaws. I'm just putting my shit out there. Whatever I feel like putting out there, I'm just putting out there. Fuck it. And um, the people next to me that I've never met before, they're like, oh, that's so brave. And I'm just like, should I be offended? By, <laughs> like, are you saying like it's brave of me to live with my shitty self? Is that is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> like, what's what's the message here? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely a struggle. But I don't know 
where you know whether it's your fashion, your personal beliefs, or whatever. Especially all the shit you're going through, I'm sure it's got to be tough. Uh, I have bad days, definitely, where I just can't stand myself. But <laughs> like every comic. Yeah, it's just, I don't, especially for comedy, I just don't believe in the idea of censoring yourself for fear of embarrassment. Like, I've been embarrassed before, and it, it was never because I tried to make a funny joke. It was just because I did something that was really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But I kind of believe that you need to try to embarrass yourself a bit on stage. Right. Like, a lot of comedy comes from vulnerability. Yeah. And that that's really just a big area where that's how you get the funniest content. Yeah, that's where that's where you explore the unexplored, find new shit you didn't even think about, right? Like Gary Goldman did a, a tip. He's another he's a professional yeah. stand-up. I don't Well, I wish I knew him, knew him, but no, I've heard of him. I've seen his stand-up. Yeah. Where he's like, tell your, like, find, think of your most embarrassing story and then write it out and that'll become great material. Oh, it's actually a good tip. Yeah, and I probably process that more. It's worked well for me where like, I have a story about being at a Walmart in Missouri and I went to go buy a bunch of women's clothing while I was driving to Denver and I like grabbed it all out which is it's nerve wracking at the time where I was just like anxious and worried and panicking because you kind of look like a serial killer buying a bunch of women's underwear at two in the morning (laughs) especially when your eyes are just like dilated from Adderall and you look like a meth addict but I uh I went to get everything, went to self-checkout, and I quit working, and the woman comes up to me, and she's just like, she's like, can I help you? And I was like, no, God, please. (laughs) Like, I'm good. I'll just, I'll leave it. I don't need it. And she's like, no, I got it. And she's like, price check on a pair of women's panties for this dude. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, every time you've told that joke, the room dies laughing. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I I, I think there's a lot to be said about those uh, vulnerable moments, especially because with comedy, it's those vulnerable moments that people relate to each other. And it's all about creating relatability, likability, blah, 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 you know, being comfortable with someone. So, yeah, I think, uh, dude, yeah, I, I fucking crack up every time I hear that. Um, wow, Missouri. I didn't know it was in Missouri, but that makes a lot of sense. It is either Missouri or Kansas or Arkansas. Well, at least they didn't judge you. They just went ahead to oh, try no, and help you. Right? Oh, were they judging No, no, they, that was the whole point. She was like, oh, I'm... She's like, I'm oh, she wanted the, to call you out. Okay. She's like, I'm working the late night shift at Walmart. Mm. Like, let's try and have some fun. Right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> that's hey. Well, it worked out for you, I think, right? Yeah, no, I got the good joke. <laughs> and hopefully, some women's panties. Oh, oh yeah, right? no, I had yeah. a couple Perfect. thongs. Full circle. <laughs> a nice cami. It was, it was good driving clothes. <laughs> Do you still have those clothes? Are you on a constant clothes rotation, or do you kind of like have some classic hits that you stick to? I'm mostly a hits person. Okay. I need to throw out a lot of, or get rid of a lot of my clothes, but. Yeah, does that affect you with the whole transition process? Is your body shape changing enough oh, where you have to change out the clothes? Like Is that I, part of why you buy all the loose fitting stuff? Uh, no, not really. I just like loose fitting, okay. but no, I got a pair of jeans that fit me before I started the hormones. And now they're just so tight that you can see <laughs> both my balls through the groin. It, nice. It's a, they're an aggressive pair of balls. <laughs> that's, that's for when I'm in a mood. Fair, fair. Okay. Actually, how does that affect um, underwear? Actually, I don't even know if that makes any sense, but I'm guessing you're still sticking to men's underwear? No, I no? women's underwear. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is that an issue? Oh, no. No, okay. Everyone always, they're like, doesn't it make your balls uncomfortable? And your balls just kind of get used to it. 
Huh. Interesting. Like, shut up, balls. Get yeah, like you. I mean, also the hormones kind of make your balls a little smaller. But like last summer when I was wearing underwear, my, multiple times during the day, my balls would pop out of them, and that was a nightmare. <laughs> I hated so much. Wow. Just walking around the city turned into a bitch, but... Wish I could relate, but I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like to wear pants. I'm not a big shorts guy. Obviously, I wear shorts for, like, sports and stuff, but uh, I don't... If, I, if I'm if i just out doing things, I refuse to wear shorts. I don't know, I'm just over shorts. See, I'm all about shorts. Really? Okay. Well, they are very comfy, so... Yeah. Like, well, no, also, I just... Like, if I could get rid of winter altogether, I'd do it. Uh, I fucking okay. hate winter. See, I used to be like that, and that's part of why I wanted to move to L.A. for, like, the longest time as a kid, uh, on top of it having Disneyland and palm trees, which I love. Uh, but then uh, I started coming to New York without my parents for once, and I fell in love with the city, and I was just like, I need to fucking live here forever. So, um, And part of that was, like, it was fall time, and it was starting to get a little chilly, a little crispier, and for... And, you know, cis men, um, I feel like that's the optimal time, especially if you're into fashion, because you can, like, bust out coats, bust out jackets, bust out layers, right? So, for that reason, I learned to be okay with winter. But back to driving, I fucking hate driving, especially in winter. Fuck that shit. Cleaning off your car, driving through ice, dealing with accidents, blah, blah, blah. I just hate them. I'm kind of, I'm a beast at driving in winter. <laughs> I, uh, I did a drive from Denver to Salt Lake City, Utah, in the middle of a blizzard. Jesus, you really love fucking driving. Fuck. Well, I love driving. I love snowboarding. So they, uh, okay. they go together pretty cool. well. Dylan. But no, I made, it was one of those, like, you could you could only see 50 feet in front of you. And every time a car came down the highway the other way, it blew up so much snow you couldn't see for 10 seconds. Okay. And so after I got comfortable doing that, I can pretty much drive in any winter situation. Makes sense. What kind of car? Ford Escape. Ford Escape. 2011. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, we got some uh, FIFA rage in the background. Sorry, folks. Um, video games? Into video games? Yeah. What do you play? Uh, like Fallout, Destiny, and uh, right now I'm playing Crackdown Three. Okay. I uh, is that a WWE game? No, it's uh, it's like a futuristic cop game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of Destiny. I've heard of uh, Fallout. I've never played either of them. Um, I'm more of like an adventure third person game player plus sports games like FIFA uh, Spider-Man love Spider-Man uh, Red Dead Redemption is what I'm on right now so I think you like Fallout then Fallout Fallout sandbox world post-apocalyptic I heard about that but I heard this latest game was like a dud oh it was garbage oh, was, okay. I was so <laughs> it was so fucking bad because I don't know why everyone needs some they're like, oh, we need to make it multiplayer. That's the only way it's going to be fun. Okay. And Yeah, I hate that. And it, they made the game terrible. Like, it doesn't run right. So it's a multiplayer exclusive? Yeah, it's like, There's it's no kind of... player campaign or whatever? No, it's MMO... MMO it's, it's like World of Warcraft level where it. every character yeah, is... Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And it, it came no out end, shitty right? and it just... Oh, it fucking sucks so much. <laughs> if they had just... If they literally had just reskinned the other game... I would have bought it and been happy playing it. Interesting. How how many of them have there been in that series? Because I haven't played any of them. Uh, three, like seven. Okay. Because I like on the subway, I'll see like the ads for it with the little dude, the cartoonish dude. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, yeah, it's a, a lot of 1950s Americana in it. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. It's just I get consumed, especially with all the other shit I'm doing. 
and then I, I started a Twitch channel, so then I put up like all the Spider-Man clips on there. Uh, I, st- I was toying with doing Red Dead Redemption, but sometimes I just want to sit back and just like play, take time off from comedy, take time off from being online, you know? Um, but yeah, it's fun. I, I definitely prefer the, uh, the one-player adventure type game because there's an end, you know, as opposed to this World of Warcraft shit. Uh, there was these kids. Did you ever? Were you ever a World of Warcraft type? Or no, not really. No? Yeah, because I remember when it came out when I was in college, and fucking, we were having kids legit drop out of school because they were just skipping class to play this shit. And they would have like these setups where like two roommates would play or three roommates would play, and they'd like take shifts sleeping and playing, and just like round round robin of just like playing this fucking game. Yeah, it's that's one way to play a game. <laughs> that's. That's like the professional way to play. I, yeah. I just want to play it and enjoy it myself yeah, when life, I play right? something. Yeah, are you uh, are you a big Patrice O'Neill fan? Do you know who that is? The yeah, not. I haven't heard too much no. of his comedy. One of my all time favorites, if not my all time favorite comedian, and he had this bit he would do on um, Sirius XM. He would do a radio show with Opie and Anthony, and uh, there's this one segment that's on YouTube. I always love to listen to every now and then. It's uh, He's just ranting about how video games aren't fun anymore. They're just not fun. And he's saying how, like, you've got, like, these sports games where, like, you can see the sweat rolling off the dude's shorts. And just, I don't fucking care about this. You've made the game so fucking hard. Like, I miss just being able to press A and B and, like, go, you know? Like, with these games, you press turbo. You can't just hold the turbo button anymore. Like, that's actually a disadvantage because you lose control of the ball. Whereas in the olden games, you just had the turbo on the whole time and just like zooming through, yeah, you know, that, 2K, or not 2K, uh, NBA jams or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I bought my brother an Xbox for Christmas so he could play Madden because he's a big Madden person. Okay. But it, it's gone way too far beyond anything he can do. Yeah. He's hit that point where he just can't, he's also 27, but he's just, <laughs> he can't play video yeah, games Yeah, especially anymore. for us older folk. It's like, yeah, once they made it too complicated with these, because there's like a, a time in like early 2000s where like the football games I could still play simple plays simple structure everything works but now yeah I can't even touch Madden it's just uh, like fuck yuck it's kind of like the the horse balls in Red Dead Redemption too. horse balls? you never it's like they yeah they shrink oh. they made these horse balls so realistic and everyone's <laughs> like so it was one guy's job at EA or uh, Rockstar just right. to make horse balls <laughs> and he put a lot of work into these horse balls it's just fucking weird <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about this uh, I did not notice this and I've been playing the game for a while they did mention shit like you gotta yeah that's that's the other annoying thing like with the Red Dead Redemption you gotta like clean the horse to make it run faster you gotta yeah, and like there's an option to like do your facial hair so you can cut just your mustache or let the beard grow out or, it's cool to have the options but for a casual gamer like myself, I hate these little extra details. Like, I don't need this. I just want an enjoyable game. Keep it simple. Boom. Done. You know? Yeah. They had a... They were making fun of Red Dead Redemption on Howard for, like, four weeks when it came out. Just because of how freaking into detail it goes. Where it's like, this isn't even fun anymore. Yeah, like, right. I'm almost living real life at this point, right. And it's just... Like, all I wanted to do was fight other bad cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to hit, shoot, and kill the bad guy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But, yeah, with these kids, it's just crazy because they're running circles around you. I don't know if you're a Fortnite fan at all. Yeah, you for are? a while. I can't. So I downloaded it just to have some variety in my games. And, oh, my God, I can't kill anybody. Like, mm-hmm. within one respawn, like, dead, dead, dead. These kids are fucking insane with these games. Yeah, I mean, they play them all day. I hate it. It's fucking frustrating as shit. I'm like, dude, I don't even know where to go. Why am I building things? What? Just super annoying. 
Super annoying. Um, all right, let's see. Are we? Yeah. Why don't we start wrapping this up? Um, any other things you wanted to discuss that uh, maybe I cut you off from, or areas you wanted to explore? What's the open mic scene in Iowa like? Open mic scene in Iowa is uh, pretty dope, actually. I look forward to going back. I'll be honest with you. Um, only from one perspective, though. The fact that it's, like, just way more enjoyable. Uh, there's just less of them. So, like, here there's, like, eight, nine open mics a day or more, uh, let alone shows and professional comedy shows and all that kind of stuff. There, it's literally... They'll have professional shows on the weekends, but to answer your question about open mics, Monday nights in Iowa City, there's a spot, and then Wednesday nights in Cedar Rapids is another spot. And a couple hours, and that's it. Yeah. Boom. But the nice thing about it is... Um, the comics are all really cool people. I've loved getting to know them and, and, and uh, you know, kind of creating a bond out there with them. But also, um, there's actual real audience in the crowd. So it's much more refreshing than these shitty open mics where it's like all comics. You're hearing people tell the jokes that you know have, you've heard them kill with previously. But in, in front of this particular crowd, it's just like bomb after bomb, act after act. Just like such a miserable experience. I'm like, why are we doing this, you know? So that's kind of the nice thing about Iowa, but yeah. So it's always refreshing to go back, especially after I've been in been in the gym, so to speak, here getting my reps in, and then I go back there because they're only doing two a, two a week, and I'm out here doing like two to three a day, and then I get back and they're like, oh man, you got so much better, and then I'm, I'm having fun like taking these jokes I workshopped here and like bringing them out there. So that's been kind of fun. Yeah, I've been kind of I, I did since I I want to go back to Denver and do the open mics just because I feel like I could just fuck up that. <laughs> Like, I feel like I could go in there Just and they'd be like, oh my God, she's so good at comedy. Versus here, I could have my best set and everyone's like, yeah, but I mean, like, you Get could walk down stage. to the comedy cellar yeah, and you right. could see Dave Chappelle. Like. Exactly, exactly. Do you, uh, do you do any stand-up out in uh, uh, Connecticut? I've done one open mic so far. Is that a brewery? But a, not a com- I guess a comedian was coming back home from L.A., visit and so he went there but brought his entire extended family with him so i ended up going first but there was like nine five-year-olds in the audience and i was like oh. it was also 10 minute sets so i was like, oh, no, like i'm in trouble <laughs> and like my my opening joke is i'm like transitioning is neat right like i used to be a pretty short guy and now i'm just a regular sized woman <laughs> and that killed and i was like oh maybe i could this off and then the second part of that joke is like as a man I had a pretty average dick but as a woman it was way above the mean <laughs> and as I said dick I just stored, I just looked this girl right in the eyes and I was like I can't do this yeah. like I feel like That's I'm molesting rough. her with my words like, well, then again, it is at a brewery so it's like you gotta be eh, I don't know yeah I don't know if that's passable but yeah. I made it three minutes and now it's like to be honest I've got no more clean material so <laughs> I'm just gonna seed my time and then the mom came running up to me. She's uh, like, oh, no, we're going to leave as soon as we see this one comedian, like, stick around. And I talked to the host, and I ended up going on at the end. Gotcha, gotcha. But it, it was a weird situation. <laughs> it, it was like I was just ramming these aggressive trans dick jokes down these people's throats. And, like, they all seemed yeah. really hesitant to laugh. I could see that being uh, not the right crowd for that. Because I heard there's a uh, an open mic at a Red Lobster on the Upper West Side here by the Apollo. Oh shit! Yeah, and I heard uh, you got to just have clean material, which makes sense, I guess. Family restaurant, right? But that would be hilarious. I would love to see an open mic at a Red Lobster. That'd be. Dude, I great. would so go to that open mic and just <laughs> eat so many cheesy rolls. I do five minutes on just how I love Red Lobster cheesy rolls. Oh, I think you got your you got your 
set, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll start doing more open mics out. I've heard there are a bunch of open mics out in Connecticut, but um, in Iowa, yeah, I'm hoping they'll start up a couple other ones. There is another one, I think, actually, on another day of the week, but uh, for every time I've gone, there's been nobody there, so I don't know if I count that one, but hopefully it's, it gets better from what I hear more, more and more people are going, so shoot, I look forward to checking that out. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming. Oh, Chris. I enjoyed it. This was great. Uh, Want to give the folks one last shout out of where they can find you? Good. Uh, Chris <laughs> underscore sure on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, folks. Uh, we'll see you around. Peace out. Go.